Welcome to Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here's your host, filling in for D.C. Lundberg, John Miller. Thank you, Joey Martin. I am Locked On Mariners contributor John Miller, filling in once again for an ailing D.C. Lundberg. In any case, this is Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Podcast Network, brought to you by Rock Auto. Remember to download, rate, and subscribe to this program on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, or whichever podcast app that you personally care to use. Ask your smart device to play Locked On Mariners Podcast or any podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. Follow DC on Twitter at DC underscore Lundberg. You can follow me on Twitter at SeattlePilot69. Earlier today, we recapped the National League wildcard series, a new round in this bloated playoff format, which I'll say a few words about in the second half of this program. And we'll recap the American League wildcard series in this episode. These series all began on September 29th, one day before the National League series commenced. And like the National League series, three of these four were two game sweeps. We'll begin with the Astros to get them out of the way. They finished second in the American League West with a 29-31 and 31 record. Uh, yet you heard that right. The team below 500 made the postseason. They were up against the central winning Minnesota Twins, who went 36-24. and 24. This should have been a no contest, right? Wrong. The trash can bangers took the first game 4-1 to one despite Zach Greinke, only pitching four innings. He had to leave because of an injury. He'd give up the lone Minnesota run, an RBI double to Nelson Cruz. Framber Valdez relieved him and went the remaining five innings, giving up two hits and two walks while striking out five. Houston wouldn't score until the seventh to tie the game at one all. Then would pull away with three runs in the top of the ninth to win a final score of four to one. Game two would be a 3-1 to one victory for the Asterisks. They'd score first in this one, pushing across one run in the top of the fourth, countered by a Twins run in the bottom of the fifth. Houston would score one more apiece in the seventh and the ninth innings to win this one 3-1 to one, and take the series two games to none. So a team with a sub-500 record won a playoff series. I will say this as plainly as I can. That should never happen in baseball. And it had to be the Astros, too. Anyways, let's move on to the Rays-Blue Jays series, shall we? Which was also a two-game sweep. The Rays finished with a top record in the American League at 40-20, and 20, while the Jays finished third in the East at 32-28. and 28. Again, another team treading water around 500 making the playoffs. Game one would be another low-scoring affair with Shoreline's very own Blake Snell towing the rubber for the Rays. He was opposed by Matt Shoemaker, who went three innings only. Tampa Bay would be the first on board in the bottom of the fourth. Randy Arozarena scoring on a wild pitch. They'd get two more on the seventh, and Toronto would get one in the eighth only and lose by a score of three to one. Next game was almost over before it started. The Rays got things underway in the bottom of the first with one run, then exploded with six in the second. They'd add one more in the third, and that was easily all they'd need, as the Blue Jays could only muster a run apiece in the third and fifth innings. Toronto ace Hyunjin Ryu 
simply didn't have it and only lasted an inning and two-thirds, giving up all eight Tampa Bay runs, seven of them earned. Tyler Glass, now on the other hand, went six innings, struck out eight, and only walked one while giving up both Blue Jay runs. The Rays win this game in a cakewalk. Ooh, cake. They won eight to two and swept aside the Blue Jays two games to none. We'll get to the other two American League Wildcard series in a bit, but first, this from Rock Auto. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers, whether it's your classic or daily driver. Get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car, truck, van, SUV crossover, or whichever vehicle you drive. Right, locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Do you have a question or comment for DC? Send it to LockedOnMariners at gmail.com and DC will reply to it on the air in an upcoming mailbag episode. Questions and comments about any subjects are welcome. Please keep it clean. This is a family show. LockedOnMariners at gmail.com is that address once again. Locked On Mariners will continue after this brief commercial word. Welcome back to Locked On Mariners and your guest host, John Miller. Thanks, JM. Locked On Mariners back with you. I am John Miller filling in for D.C. Lundberg, who lost his voice practicing his yodeling, as you heard in the last episode. I'm sure there are a few of you out there who wish that would happen more often. But D.C., fortunately or unfortunately, will be back later on this week. We've gone over the Astros Twin Series and the Rays Blue Jays series. Rays and Jays has a nice ring to it. We've got two more series to get to. We'll begin with the third and final sweep, the Yankees and Indian series. Both teams would finish second in their divisions with the Yankees compiling a 33-27 record and the Indians tying the White Sox at 35-25 in the Central. The Yankees made a statement early as the second batter of the game, Aaron Judge, blasted a two-run home run against the Indians, a Shane Bieber. Last year's All-Star Game MVP would only go four and two-thirds innings, giving up seven runs. On the flip side, Garrett Cole would go seven innings, strike out seven, and allow two runs, both solo homers. The Yankees would go on to crush the Indians 12-3. The next game was a shootout. The Indians, seemingly angry about the previous game, jumped all over Masahiro Tanaka and scored four runs in the first inning. The Yankees would answer with a lone run in the second, then four of their own in the fourth, another in the fifth, and two more in the sixth. The Indians got back in the bottom of the sixth to tie the game at eight all, and then take the lead in the eighth. However, the Yankees would score in the top of the ninth to take a 10-9 lead against closer Brad Hand. The Indians would fail the score in the ninth, and their season was over. Losing this game 
to that 10-9 score and the series in a two-game sweep. The final series pitted AL West champion Oakland Athletics against the Chicago White Sox, who tied for second place in the Central at 35-25. and 25. Oakland had a very similar record at 35-24 and 24, and were the only team in the West above 500. Lucas Giolito, who authored the season's only no-hitter, started Game 1 for the Pale Hose and was opposed by Jesus Luzardo. Giolito had the upper hand going seven innings of one-run ball while striking out eight, while Luzardo didn't fare as well, lasting a mere three and one-third innings, allowing three of the four Chai Sox runs on six hits, including two home runs. The White Sox would take this game 4-1. to one. The A's would come out of the shoot strong in Game 2, scoring two runs in the first and second innings to jump out to a quick 4-0 score. They'd add their fifth run in the fourth inning, while the Northsiders wouldn't score until the top of the eighth. A Yasmani Grandal homer. They'd add one more in the ninth, but it wasn't enough. They'd lose by a 5-0 score, and Oakland would even up the series at a game apiece. Game three was another close one. This was easily the closest series of the eight. The White Sox got the score underway in the top of the second inning with Luis Robert leading off the frame with a home run. They'd tack on two more in the third, but Oakland would score four in the fourth on a two-run home run by Sean Murphy in back-to-back bases-loaded walks. Chicago would go through three pitchers that inning alone. The Pale Hose would tie the game back in the bottom of the fifth, but the A's would counter with two runs in the bottom of the frame and bring the score to 6-4, which would prove to be the final, with the A's topping the White Sox two games to one. DC has shared his thoughts about this new playoff structure, and you know he is not a fan. I concur with him on this opinion. The idea of having eight teams per league just does not work. As we've seen, you've got teams that are too close to 500. You have a team that is under 500. And even though they weren't banging on trash cans because there were no fans in the stands, they somehow managed to win a series. I used to be a big NBA fan back when we had a team up here in Seattle. And we had similar situations where a team that was very close to 500 would end up playing a team that had led the league in wins. And that just does not seem to work. That would be like if in a normal season you had, say, the Boston Red Sox, picking a team at random, winning 105 games, having to play in the playoffs against a team that won 78 games. That just doesn't seem to fit. And then if you are going to call it a wild card series, so a team that say next year, wins 105 games, plays in a wild card, as if there was any doubt that they would make the playoffs, they'll probably get a guaranteed shot in the championship series, let alone a wild card series. Part of me has to wonder if they added this just to to give more games played, because otherwise the season isn't lasting long enough. The season was only 60 games. Some players are just getting warmed up and then, oh, season's over. So why did we edit the playoff structure at all? And on another point, how were the Astros, who were the eighth-ranked team in the American League, get placed at number six? I understand it's because of the, the division ranking, but if you're going to do the playoff rank, you need to 
keep the divisions but do away with it for the idea of the playoffs and just have the top eight teams in each league make it and do it one through eight because you did have some mismatches in there too. You've heard DC's thoughts. You have heard my thoughts. Send DC your thoughts. LockedOnMariners at gmail.com. Well, that's about it. DC will probably be back tomorrow to go over the division series in each league. Remember to download, rate, and subscribe to this program on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, or any podcasting app that springs to mind. Follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. Follow DC on Twitter at DC underscore Lundberg. You can follow me on Twitter at SeattlePilot69. Thank you for listening to both of today's episodes. Happy birthday once again to our announcer, Joey Martin. I am John Miller. Have a great evening. This is Joey Martin speaking for Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.